Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, we're going to shift gears and... uh... Take a look at a situation developing overseas, across the pond, as they say in the UK. It is a story that is fascinating to me. It is remarkable. It's been bouncing around throughout the court system there for a while now. It came to a head yesterday when uh, the UK government put a bunch of would-be refugees on a plane and were going to fly them to Rwanda. Now, at the last minute, the European Union High Commission intervened and said no. Um, but it's it, basically what it is... Uh, is a is a is a plan that the British government has come up with to deal with the ongoing refugee situation they've been facing. Channel crossings, people, you know, many people have died trying to cha- cross the channel, and they've worked out a deal with Rwanda to the tune of 150 million dollars up front. Where, when these people get here, we're going to put them on a plane and we're going to send them to you, and Rwanda's going to deal with them. It's craziness. So this was shut down in the European High Commission, but the British government this morning came out and said, fine, okay, but we're continuing to organize more flights to deport asylum seekers to Rwanda. The the last-minute court judgment grounded the plane that was to take off yesterday. But the Home Secretary, Preeti Patel, said, quote, preparations for the next flight begin now, despite the rulings that none of the migrants earmarked for deportation could be sent to the East African country. They signed this deal back in April. Um, And what it says is migrants who arrive in the UK as stowaways or on small boats will be sent to Rwanda. Their asylum claims will be processed there. And if they're successful, they get to stay in Rwanda, but they will not be sent back to Britain. Now, there are a number of groups, a ton of groups uh, that are very, very concerned about this openly critical, trying to use legal means to stop this. Not all that effective thus far. We'll see if that continues. Lots more legal battles looming. But let's get uh, into this discussion with Audrey Macklin, who's a professor and a chair of human rights law at the University of Toronto. Audrey, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. First of all, when I came across this story, I was like, what? Is this completely unheard of? Has this been tried before? Actually, it was attempted by Israel and Denmark, and both of them eventually had to abandon the project because they were untenable. Okay, now, UK forging ahead. As I said, the plan is, you know, we're, we're working on planning the next flight right now. We're not taking this setback sitting down. Um, just, I think the, the concerns around this plan seem rather self-evident, but what, what, what stands out to you? What is your primary focus and, and why, why you don't think this should be happening? Well, to give a proper answer, let me just back up and explain a little bit about the how the system works. Perfect. So um, the UK, like Canada and uh, 180 other countries, signed the Refugee Convention many years ago. It promised in signing it that if people showed up at the border who met the definition of a refugee, those people wouldn't be sent back to their country of origin. Nobody forced the UK to ever sign the convention. They did it utterly voluntarily. So this is a promise that the UK has made. But it turns out that the UK, like many other countries, doesn't actually want to admit refugees. So they have been trying to find ways to avoid that legal obligation, avoid meeting their promise. So what, one of the things they said is, well, 
It's true the convention says we can't send them back to their country of origin if they'd be persecuted there, but it doesn't say anything about sending them somewhere else. Hmm. So that's the origin of this idea. Now, to understand it in context, though, you have to know that over 85% of the world's refugees are in the global south. They are in continents like Africa, South America, Asia, 85%. So only 15% make it to what we call the global north, wealthy countries in, the Euro- in Europe, North America, Australia, New Zealand. So a tiny number make it there, but these wealthy countries, they don't want them. So what UK is trying to do is, in effect, sell refugees to a poor country like Rwanda, which is in a region that already hosts 85%. Now, the, the reason they give for this is, well, we don't want people who have been you know, on these boats and smuggled in you know, and all of that. But the other thing to realize is that the UK has made it impossible for a refugee to legally travel to the UK. So when they say these people are arriving illegally or they're by smugglers or they're being trafficked, that's because the UK has made it impossible for them to arrive through any other means. So if they really wanted to put an end to what their concern is about smuggling or trafficking, all they have to do is create meaningful legal pathways for refugees to reach the UK. Now, you mentioned, you know, the, the UN Convention and, all, and then legality surrounding this. It's gone through UK courts who have refused to say, no, you can't do this. Because like you say, you know, that convention says they won't be sent back to their country of origin, but nobody thought to say, but you can't send them to a third country either. And that seems to be where the UK is making their plan stand. Um, it's already won a number of times in UK courts, right? I mean, legally, they had some success around this. Not exactly. Um, So I'll back up in two ways. One, even though the convention doesn't mention this idea of a third country, that doesn't mean that doing it, sending someone off to a third country like Rwanda, is actually consistent with the purpose and the spirit. But is it illegal? I guess is the argument. In in other words, it's not obvious that it's legal at all. But the other piece is that these courts we're talking about have not actually ruled yet on the legality of the UK-Rwanda deal, because that actually takes quite a lot of time. You can imagine you have to get together the legal arguments and the witnesses and the evidence. It's a slow process. So what the courts have said in these cases is we will not stop the implementation of this law pending those trials and outcomes. So what they're saying is, It's true, this may turn out to be illegal, we don't know, but until it is determined, that is, until the legality is determined in a proper court hearing trial judgment, we'll just let the process go ahead. We'll let it be implemented. And that's what two British courts said was okay, but the European Court of Human Rights said was not. The European Court of Human Rights essentially issued what's called an injunction, that no, you cannot implement this because its legality is so uncertain. And the harm that you will do to those people who are subject to it can't be repaired. Okay, to back up one step, um, the decision that the the UK courts are making, like you're saying, they're not coming down on the legality of the law on its own, but they are looking at each individual case. And that flight had uh, far fewer people on it than was originally planned. So that's the remedy they seem to be looking at, correct? Um, Well, I think the individualized approach has been used by individual lawyers representing individual people, right? But so they're trying, you know, and there are ways in which you can argue about a particular individual. But um, the bigger challenge is this whole scheme is unlawful. It's not just unlawful with respect to a, a handful of people that you can name and identify. 
the whole scheme itself is unlawful. And that's what has yet to be determined. Other countries watching this closely, you mentioned Israel, you mentioned Denmark. I, I mean, this this situation is something that a lot of European countries are dealing with, and, and they're watching the outcome of this carefully, right? Absolutely. And when I say, when you say dealing with it, I, again, I feel I have to remind everybody sure. that 85% of the world's refugees are in yep. countries of the global south. Fair enough. Absolutely. Um, is the concern then that if the court does ultimately rule that this is a, a legal maneuver and allows it to go ahead, we'll see other countries jump in and do the same I thing? Think, yeah, that's very possible. It is an incredible situation. Audrey, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much. That is Audrey Macklin, who is a professor and chair of human rights law at the University of Toronto.